Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet and welcome back to the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back for another. We're here again for your listening pleasure to talk about some TNA. And uh, a little SmackDown. Yeah, a little SmackDown this time. A little SmackDown. It was old. Unfortunately, had to finally submit to the cock. Yeah, very unfortunate. After just all this fighting, all the shit I tried to go through to get it done, see if I get the network through VPN, no, which no. apparently they're privy to that now. Yeah, and they, they have caught on. And... I'm pretty sure it's the UK, if not all of Europe, that's losing the network to Peacock. Definitely the UK. I don't know about all of Europe, but definitely, definitely the UK, UK is. Yeah. Which is... It's pretty fucked up. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough, buddy. Good thing Ireland will still have the network. Yes, that is true. But Northern Ireland? Fuck them. True. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. Look at us getting episodes out consistently. We told we you. We told you. We promised. Once things got smooth, this this was it. I mean, we were just waiting for the right opportunity. And it's here. We've taken it. We've grasped it. We're going for that brass ring, brother. Took the words right out of my mouth. So before we hop on into this show, first, I would like to go ahead and give a big thank you to our patrons, Max and Nick. The Big, boys, fat liberty takers, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big thank you to them. And if you all want to become lovely patrons, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TL pod. Lovely, lovely one dollar, five dollar, and ten dollar tier. Never required, always thankful for any support, even just listening, of course. And of also, course. Apple reviews. This week we have one, of course, because our friend Max wrote one for us last week, and we're going to read it to out now. All right, just like you all should go write, uh, write one right now. As I read this right now, everyone listening, I am not asking, I am telling you, I am demanding it again. I am telling you, march your ass down to the goddamn iTunes store, find us in the little search bar, go find us. And then leave a review. Five stars, one star, nothing in between. Nothing in between. That's all you got to do. Five stars, one star, whatever. Preferably five stars. Preferably. Leave something funny. Leave something nice, mean, stupid, nonsensical. We'll read it out. We'll read it out. I don't yeah. care. And speaking of reading out, we have a better five star than RVD from our friend uh, More Rig. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. True. He said... These dudes take liberties and are just the dopest dudes around. That's for true. One of the best wrestling pods because these dudes review the good old TNA and all the gimmicks around. Sounds like someone's vocabulary has been absolutely poisoned. Thank you, Max, for the review. And thank you, everyone listening. If you leave us a review, we appreciate it greatly. Helps us get seen by more people out there in the wrestling sphere. Yes, yes, yes. And speaking of the wrestling sphere, if you want to get in contact with us and maybe talk a bit of wrestling, you can hop on to Twitter and you can find us at TLProRestPod. We also have a Discord. You can just shoot us a message and we'll invite you. Yeah, we'll drop you the yeah, invite. You drop you an invite and you can come ahead and join and see us just talk wrestling and 
I mean, we are still taking suggestions technically. We just may not listen to them. I mean, that's, yeah, we'll simply take our own right. liberties because right. that's what we do and right. what we are. And you know, there is a good chance that the suggestions will come back. I mean, the whole thing that I wanted this podcast to be was fan driven and fan oriented, but uh, a certain few that we've that we've already named yeah. have have a uh, the bad apples have ruined the bunch. Yes, so yes, to indeed. say, and so you know. Of course, suggestions are not gone. They are simply being taken under further advisement by our team of scientists to let us know what in the SEO would be the absolute greatest thing to review because that's what we base it on and not just our personal tastes. Yes, indeed. Yes, the team of scientists. And of course, you can also uh, find the podcast Mm -hmm. on youtube.com forward slash is it TL Pro Respawn? Not yet. We're not. Oh, we don't have a link yet? Yeah. All right. Well, then go into the little search bar on the YouTube. Type in Taking Liberties Wrestling Podcast. And I do all the whatever. It'll find it for you. We're on there. We find ourselves. We're on Google. Right. We're out there. You get a Google. If you Google us, you will find a plethora of podcast hosting platforms. So many. In which we are on, including. Of course, Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, Blueberry, Anchor, Anchor, Radio Public, Stitcher, I think so, and Bored, oh hell yeah! Yeah, damn right. So you can find us and listen to us at many of those different locations and many more. We are... Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you could want us to be. Literally. We are there. We are at all podcast retailers. Right. True. And with that being said, I think it's time to get into the episode. Yes, so this week we watched the May 20th, 2005 edition of Impact Wrestling. TNA Impact Wrestling. Pardon me. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the the show after the Hard Justice pay-per-view. We open with Tanae and Don West recapping the key results, specifically noting Tracy getting super horny in the ring with Michael Shane. They were having they were just having sex yeah. in the ring. Yeah. Uh, Chris Daniels retaining his X Division Championship over Shocker, and AJ Styles defeating Jeff Jarrett with some help from Special Enforcer Tito Ortiz. Mm-hmm. And so we get immediately into the first match of the night. Which was hardly a match. We had Sonny Siaki versus Monty Brown. So I can't remember if it was this match or the next match. But you know that they have, you know, the Fox box on top mm-hmm. and the little ticker at the bottom that'll show match results and everything. Yep. So at one of the things it said, you know, um Chris no, it said, you know, AJ Styles defeats Jarrett with Abyss or with uh, Tito Ortiz, a special guest, and then it'll say Abyss won 20 man gauntlet. And then it said X Division champion Daniels went over on Shocker. I was like, huh? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh man, he went over on him. Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Good thing no one reads that shit. I read it, I didn't. Uh, it was awful. I hate that I saw that. So, of course, now that I've noticed it, I can't unnotice it, but Monty Brown is still doing lines off the ropes. (laughs) 
He's a cat, man. He's, he's a cat. Doing li- he's a former football player, bro. He's doing lines. He is a cat. He's doing lines. Uh, matches real fast. Early shots by Brown until Siaki gets a boot up out of the corner. And then a pounce, and the match is over. Yep. It literally went less than a minute. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm here for. Sprints. Just get it done. Speaking of getting it done, we have Michael Shane and Tracy backstage. <laughs> with Terry Taylor. Uh, they're both still incredibly horny. They were fucking going at it, waiting for Terry to start horny. asking questions. Yeah. Uh, Michael Shane talks all the shit about Chris Ham being a lowdown piece of trash and Trinity being an unimportant stunt woman bitch horse slut. And, uh, I mean, literally the whole point of this is, LOL, Michael Shane and Chris Saban are going to keep fighting all the way until the end of time. Yes. I'm waiting, you know what, you know what, honestly, I'm waiting for Michael Shane to make his return to Modern Impact to have a match with Chris Saban. I feel like it's got to happen at this point. At this point... I'd actually watch it too. <laughs> Out of sheer hatred. Might as well. Out of sheer hatred, I'd watch it. You gotta keep the gimmick going, brother. <laughs> I'm in hell. It's the feud that never ends. They simply added women to it to Sammy make it hornier. In Kevin Owens, who? No, this is the real feud that goes on forever. So, yeah. It, feels, it honestly feels like these two have been fighting for like five years straight. It's only been a few months. It feels like years. It does. Yeah, so Michael Shane and uh, Tracy are even hornier as they leave the interview, just macking on each other, going crazy. I know someone in the back, they fucked, and they fucked, yeah. and they fucked, and they sucked. Yep. That's what they were doing. Probably just found a fucking, I don't know, a, a hole in the wall. Yeah, found a hole in the wall. Yeah. Perverts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, what? Tanae's in the ring, and he introduces AJ Styles. The new, the new NWA Worlds, Portland Worlds heavyweight champion. Yeah. So, yeah, this whole promo was pretty much just AJ, he's not a good talker. Not yet. Uh, Not yet. And Tanae is asking him questions, and he very, very quickly gets interrupted. Immediately. Immediately, yeah. Which is probably so, just to protect him. Pretty much. So he gets interrupted, and it's it's uh, Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff Jarrett comes out, and he just says that, like, oh, Abyss is now in his corner. Yeah, so now out of nowhere, Abyss just works for Jeff yeah. Jarrett. He just, he just works for him now. So now Abyss is in his corner. So now he's got Monty Brown and Abyss, and now he is more deadly and dangerous than ever, or whatever. More deadly and deadly and determined and yes. driven. He says that he <laughs> is the brains, but with Abyss's size and Monty Monty Brown's brains, but also brawn. But also brawn. But also brawn. Uh, he they they can get anything done. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So Jarrett basically says he's going to get his rematch at the upcoming pay per view Slammiversary. Uh, Monty Brown attacks Styles from behind, throws him around a whole bunch until AJ starts fighting back. Jared gets involved. AJ does this crossbody, gets caught by Monty Brown, and he dies. Overhead toss, just kills him. They stomp the piss out of him. Abyss hits the ring, pushes them out of the way, threatens to fight. Yep. Monty Brown, he's like, I'm going to fucking fight your ass. AJ gets to his feet, catches a black hole slam, and then they all stomp out AJ until Sean Waltman, X-Pac. X-Pac. 
and America's Most Wanted come to get the rescue, and the heels powder out. That's the end of that segment. Then after a commercial, we see uh, Jeff Jarrett in an argument with Dusty Rhodes in his office. Will it leads to him to uh, booking the upcoming King of the Mountain match, including himself, AJ Styles, Monty Brown, and Abyss, and one more wild card to be determined for the match later. So for anyone that does not know what a King of the Mountain match is... Because <laughs> TNA's got a TNA. They, even on commentary later, they say, oh, the, Don West says, the, the rules are very unique, you see. And then TNA gives the rundown. So pretty much, there's a penalty box. <laughs> and all the wrestlers are wrestling this match. And you have to pin somebody. And you can, once you pin someone, you're then eligible for what's going to be the finish. But after you pin somebody, whomever gets pinned has to sit in the penalty box for two minutes. So the person that pins them is then eligible to hang up the championship. Yes, you take the championship up the ladder and then hang it. Hang it. You don't don't take it down. No, no, no. no. You hang it. Yes. That is a King of the Mountain match. Hmm. And this is only the second one they've ever done that they're that we're coming up on. Yeah. Cause you know, big big Jeff had to uh, win the first one, and of course he's coming through looking to win the second one. His match. His match. That's what he says. And then we have Larry Zabisco, a member of the championship committee, join the commentary team, which essentially means his job is to what determine fucking draws and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So if the match goes to a draw, it's him. He determines who wins. Yeah. Except even for that though, time that there was a draw. Even though they say that the champions committee is supposed to be chosen random every week, they said that a few months ago. But they've met. But they definitely mentioned Larry Zabisco multiple times. Yes. They have. Anyways, yep. Raven immediately comes out, starts yelling at Zabisco to make him. Why aren't I the wild card for the? He wants that. He wants that title. He yep. wants to be the wild card for the King of the Mountain match. Everything breaks down and Raven just fucking assaults Larry Zabisco, beats the shit out of this old dude. Uh, a bunch of local talent come and stop him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. A bunch of security guards or whatever. Yeah, a bunch of local talents come through. Raven simply kicks all of their asses, as he would beat up a bunch of local talent. They don't have any heat. They can't fight this guy. True. Uh. So yeah, he mushes the... Yeah, he just mushes a whole bunch of fucking jobbers. Yeah, he mushes... Well, he mushes Zabisco on the ground, and then he threatens to do it to Tanay and West, and he says... Then he starts saying to Tanay, make me the wild card, make me the wild card. And Tanay's like, I have nothing to do with that, bro. Literally, he's like, I don't know why you're asking me. Yeah. I'm just a commentator, right. bro. And that's when the local talent come out and, you know, pull him away. So... And then eventually Dusty Rhodes is like fucking sick of this shit, hits the ring and puts Raven in his place, and he suspends that motherfucker. But Raven says, suspend me? Nah, bro, I quit. Yep. And they walked out. Yeah. So he just quit for no reason, really. What's that? Uh, quit. Next we had BG and Ron Killings backstage. And Ron Killings is like, bro, you're being very suspect. What's going on? And BG's like, what do you mean, bro? Uh, we're three live crew, man. We're three live crew. What crew? What crew? It's just me and you. What crew? There's not three. Do you see a third person? And then he's pretty much just going on about how he's been plotting and scheming with the outlaw. Or outlaw. Just outlaw. Yeah, just outlaw. 
and how everything's been looking pretty fishy. Incredibly fishy. Bro, every time these two are near each other, they're like yeah. just staring dreamily into each other's eyes, longing for the days where they were once the tag team champions of the WWF. Yeah. Five or six time champions or whatever. Some, some shit like that. I don't know. Look, don't worry. They got another one in them. All right. True. And yeah, so. Yeah, he was also. Killings was also pretty upset that BG missed hard justice. That's true. Because he was meant to be in that match that, yeah. that, that he had to replace him. Because he's like, what? You you didn't have my number? He's like, yeah, I got your number. He's like, did you forget? Did you lose your phone? He's like, no, I didn't lose my phone. It's like, why didn't you say nothing? Why didn't you say it? Like, why weren't you there, bro? And then he just... He he simply did not answer it off. Yeah, He simply just, didn't answer the question. And then, yeah, he just brushed it off. And so then we move on to Cassidy Riley versus Christopher Daniels. Ugh. Cassidy Riley. What 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 are your what, what's your opinion on Cassidy Riley? Well, he's my favorite uh, enhancement talent personally, but uh, you know he's a a, a plucky upstart, plucky good sympathy, you know good sympathy guy. Yeah, good, good simp good, guy. Good simp guy. Good simpy guy. Uh, I like Cassidy Riley. He's he's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, but see, he's no Buck Quartermain. No, he's no Buck Quartermain. You know why? Because Buck Quartermain is Andrew approved. He is TL Pro S Pod approved by me. That's true. So during Daniel's entrance, Michael Shane ran up behind him, started arguing about I don't fucking know what something. Yeah, I couldn't. Even, I, I, I literally couldn't hear what they were talking yeah, give about. Give me a title match, bitch. You smelly Baldman. Right. Something like that. Your head smells like ball cheese. <laughs> something. Yeah. So Shane simply just walks away up the ramp and just stands there. Match starts. Daniels gets all the heat. Did all sorts of shit in the beginning. Body slams, gut busters, rest holds. Uh, he keeps it up on him until Cassie Riley dodges a lariat, does a rope-assisted back handspring. I did not expect this out of him. Yeah, Into an either. elbow? Yeah, I didn't either. Did some fucking like, some flippy shit. I was like, whoa, flippy shit. Um, he follows up with a springboard moonsault, and then he goes at the well one too many times. Finds himself with the knees from Daniels. Uh, super shitty looking angel's wings. And yeah. that's the end of the match. I don't know. It seemed like he just didn't want to take it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not Pretty taking much. that shit. Michael Shane immediately hits the ring. Attacks him after the bell. And Chris Saban appears. Hits a springboard drop kick. Which we'll see again later tonight. Yeah. Uh, Shane ducks it and he tags Daniels with it. And then security comes back through and breaks it all up. Because god damn it. Everything is out of control here. So after that, uh, AJ goes to Dusty's office and he's just like, bro, this is bullshit. What are you doing? And he's like, oh man, my B. If I knew that he had a bis, I probably wouldn't have made this match. Oh well, bro. Yeah, oh well. So, so then Dusty says, well, I'll tell you what, playa. Holla, holla, holla. Let me book a tag match for next week. So AJ Styles has to choose a partner to take on Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes looks so fucking sick of all of this horse. He looks like he wants to quit. I would too. Fucking run in this company. He looks like genuinely depressed. I would have been too. And so then we move on to Team Canada. So I actually thought that this was the main event because they gave it 30 minutes. Yeah, me too. I was like, why did they give this match 30 minutes? All right. But we have Team Canada. Yeah. Missing Bobby Roode. 
auspicious by his absence versus America's Most Wanted. Uh, match was pretty typical for the most part, just yeah. a regular tag match. Uh, William Storm start, uh, A1 and Scott Demar at ringside. Big steak sauce dudes. Yeah. Uh, Wims gets tossed up to the middle rope, lands a super confusing sequence that ends with a scary, scary looking sunset. I thought someone was going to fucking neck themselves on the mat. Yeah. He went for the sunset a lot in this match. Yeah, he went for it a lot of times. Uh, so after that super confusing whatever the fuck, uh, Williams tries to get a pin. Doesn't happen. Tags in Eric Young. Double team offense. Reverse into double team offense uh, by AMW going into the commercial. Uh, Eric Young and Chris. Harris are in the ring. Frequent tags by Team Canada until Harris has to fight back to the hot tag. Storm lights up Team Canada, lets them know what everybody knows because they know. And uh, Williams gets a sharpshooter on Storm. EY drops an elbow from the top for a two count, although the camera cut in such a shitty way where you didn't actually see the elbow happen. Yeah. You, you literally saw Eric Young getting up from the elbow, so you never even saw it, and I was so upset. Yeah, I mean, these... Cameraman may be more trigger happy than Kevin Dunn, and like that's saying something. At least, I mean, at least they're not fucking like shaking it for every hit or something. That's that would have been. That's that's true. That's the worst part. That is, yeah. That Besides, crash zoom one. There's a a slam or something. Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of shit. <clears throat> AMW takes control until A1 gets involved in the match. PDWM's get the cheap pin on James Storm for the win. And Team Canada are now the new number one contenders for the NWA Tag Team Championship. Seems like they're going to cool off AMW a little bit and uh, let someone else get a little shine. Yeah. Since, I mean, AMW have clearly definitively lost to the Naturals like twice in a row at this point. I mean, AMW have been either in contention or champions for like the last two years. Two and a half. Yeah, so it's probably time to let them cool off. Yeah. Uh, go home, see your families, Just, chill out. Yeah, do something. Go home. And you 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 don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, kid. Just go somewhere. True. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. And so then we have Jeff Jarrett and Money Brown join the commentary desk, where Tanae reveals that AJ Styles has chosen X-Pac, Sean Waltman, as his tag team partner for next week's tag match. Yeah, so in this match, Mike Tanae just keeps reiterating the fact that, you know, Dusty Rhodes wouldn't have made this match had he known that abyss was going to be on jeff jarrett's side like he just keeps keeps saying this he says it a lot well yeah he wants to make sure the people watching know that's what's going on you know because i mean fuck i mean i, I mean i was only half paying attention to the talk segments i understand but shit he said that like five times on commentary and this was only like a 10 minute match yeah uh so i mean of course i mean anyone could probably predict predict the idea of the story of this match saban is fast abyss also kind of fast, but very strong. Yeah. So Sam's got to run around a lot. Uh, he, so he's basically just going to hit and run over and over again until Abyss eventually catches him, drops Saban on his fucking head. And from pretty much this point on till pretty much the finish, Abyss controls the pace of the match. Yeah. It's like, it's not even close, really. Yeah, he's just on him. Fucking Abyss... Uh, Goes to the outside. They do some shit with the fucking stairs. Abyss chokes Saban on the mat until the referee forces him to break it. Surprised he did that, bruh. Yeah. He gave him even further than five to break it. True. Yeah, well. Can't have everything in TNA. 
And then Saban begins to come back until Abyss plants his ass with a big boot off the ropes. Abyss gets a chair from the outside, wedges it between the ropes. Saban uses all of this time that uh, Abyss is just dicking around with his chair. He's even having a hard time with it. Yeah. Like, trying to push it into place. Gives him a lot of time to uh, begin to mount some offense. Uh, Desperate and Zagiri for a double down. Both get to their feet. Saban starts just doing shit. Abyss kicks out of a tornado DDT. They do some spots to work the chair in the corner. Abyss hits a choke slam in the center for a two count. Uh, Abyss reclaims the wedge chair, goes after Saban, but he manages to use it against him with a springboard drop kick. Gotta use the move again, brother. Of course. Of course, at this point, then Michael Shane and Tracy Horny as ever interfere. And uh, Abyss just fucking kills Chris Saban with an Argentine backbreaker gimmick. Then Jarrett and Brown enter the ring to celebrate with Abyss after he pins his ass. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a. They didn't have a name for the shock treatment yet. They just called it the sit down backbreaker. Or, yeah, the sit down. Like, yeah, they, they called it a sit down backbreaker. Yeah. But yeah. Jarrett wants to shake Abyss's hand. He gets a black hole slam for it. And then Money Brown simply watches him do it. Doesn't do shit about it. He's just like, oh shit. Well, this is Abyss. He's like, oh shit. Pounce. I don't know. Fight him. This guy just got all his heat back. What's he gonna do? You're the alpha male, Monty. No more coke off the ropes. True. You know what? Probably came down by... Yeah, he came down fucking 40 minutes later from his line. Yeah. Right. And that was the end of the May 20th, 2005 episode of TNA Impact. Decent show coming off of the pay-per-view already sowing the seeds for Slammiversary and... We're not too far away from a very important debut that we are just dying for to breathe some life oh, man. into this product. I am ready for it. But we'll get there when we get there. And so it's time for us to do a little nerd speak. True. Yes, yes. So we have our new segment. We, uh, we, we debuted did, it last, we debuted week. last week. Still don't have a name for it, but that's not really important. You know what it is. This is a Taking Liberties Parsley podcast. We simply don't need to name things. Right. It took us forever to get the blast from the past and Carney commentary. It took us a long time to come up with those names. So, anyway, you know the deal. We're going to compare wrestling to other things. And, well, Andrew, you're a fan of Shonen, aren't you? Yeah, Shonen, pretty big amongst uh, teenage males. Some females in Japan, mm. pretty much known as like the fight genre. Yeah, pretty much of anime and manga. Yeah, fighting of any sort, whether it be mystical or just martial arts, or even just dudes throwing punches at each other's errantly. Yeah. So Dragon Ball, Bleach, Naruto, Naruto, One Piece, all that shit. Hunter X Hunter, all that shit. All the ones where there's fighting. Yeah. So those all are that- shonen. All that falls under Shonen, pretty much. And that shit's pro wrestling. That shit is absolutely pro wrestling. So All of it. If you've ever really seen a fight paced, it's very, very pro wrestling. So take, for example, we're both big Dragon Ball guys. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty big Dragon Ball fans. Yeah, we. I mean, we did talk about Goku last week. Yeah, we did. So... It might be time to bust out Dragon Ball again. Just for one more time. Yeah, just for one one more time. Yeah. So you've No, you've not watched Dragon Ball, right? But you've read it? 
No, I've watched Dragon Ball. I haven't read it. Okay, so you've watched... Yeah, okay. So, you've seen the 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai, the the martial arts tournament. Yeah. Tenshin Han and, and Goku. So, that one, and obviously the one after, with Goku and Piccolo. Are literally just pro wrestling matches. Literally. Disguised I mean, as martial arts bouts. We, we watched the latter recently actually yeah we watched the goku versus king piccolo fight probably a week or two ago mm-hmm. so and that was and that was kind of what kind of sparked the genesis of this very segment yeah was our discussion because of that fight pretty much and oh man so if you watch the fight everybody knows there are depending on who you hear it from five to seven components to any wrestling match right Mm -hmm. so there is the the starting point you know the lockup i guess the -hmm. The feeling out process the the feeling out process which is incredibly common incredibly common right yeah so and then you get some some shine either way either way usually from the baby face so from the good guy it's like goku Goku, if you were to look at a fight like Goku and Vegeta, right. perhaps. So he gets a little bit of shine. Tay, Goku comes in. He's outmatched at first, but you know, he's got a few tricks up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. He can kind of hang with Vegeta a little bit. You know, he's showing him what for. He's showing him that he's got these techniques that he can hang with him. And then you get. The cutoff and the heat. Yeah, then you start getting that ass whooping. Yeah. Vegeta just laying the hands on Goku for a couple minutes straight. Just letting him know, bitch, I'm the prince. So that would be essentially after Kaioken times three. Mm -hmm. When Vegeta is still relatively fine. I mean, they had. But he's definitely taking some hits. They had the beam struggle, but he's still relatively fine. Mm hmm. And, you know, this is where all the heat comes. All right. This is, this is where all the heat is. And then after that, you get you get more shine, actually. So after the the baby face is down, they're, they're paralyzed. Actually, well, it's not shine. It's, uh, it's actually a... I forget the name. It's a hope spot. Mm, it's a hope spot. The hope spot. It's the hope spot. So that's slight little comeback. Right. It's the slight comeback. The baby face gets the hope spot. You get the hope spot, and so the hope spot can be when Goku uses the or the the solar flare. Solar flare. I'm almost. Yeah. When he uses the when he uses almost went a little flare. crazy on me there. Yeah. So he uses the solar flare to yeah. escape. The giant ape Vegeta, super mega heat magnet monster, unbeatable right. heel. Because he realizes that Vegeta is still as fast as he was as a great ape. So then you get the hope spot, which is him blinding him. To get away. To get away. And then you get... Well, you get the cutoff again. You get more heat. As Vegeta comes back through, strong as ever. As Vegeta comes back strong as ever, he hears... Gohan and Krillin return, and he just starts fucking everybody up. Oh yeah, he just starts long dicking on everyone. So this match, in particular, is booked a bit weird. 
Oh yeah, because the psychology from this point forward is super fucked. Yeah, so the psychology in this fight is is a bit weird. It's uh, it's what four baby faces on I guess, one I guess kill, three on one, but four on one, four on in one total. Yeah, so it's, it's four, a four on it's, one. It's a four on one baby face advantage, which doesn't make a whole. And lot we're of sympathetic sense. for the baby. Yeah. Well, you see, you see, here's the thing, right? This is like if you put. Like a super monster heal. Like, say, you take Abyss, right? Mm -hmm. And you put him one on four against, like, Cassidy Riley, David Young, Lex Lovett, and Buck Quartermain. You know, like, you're going to be a little sympathetic for those four. I suppose know? that's true. So I that's kind of the psychology we're looking at here. Is, yeah. And, you know, of course, Buck Quartermain is, is Goku in this, you know, because that's my guy. Of course. Well, and then I'll say Cassidy Riley is... Yajirobe, how about that? That's awesome. Okay, so... Yeah, they're doing work. Yeah, so... As everybody knows, after the Hope Spot and more heat, which would be the blinding, and then... Vegeta's the, comeback. Vegeta's comeback. And Vegeta just shitting on everybody. You get... Another Hope Spot. Well, really, it's the comeback. It's... Okay, I guess so. Kinda. But, okay, so, of course, Yajirobe cuts off Vegeta's giant monkey tail, so he goes back to his normal form. Well, yeah, like I said, the booking in this match is, is a bit weird, but in general, it's supposed to be from heat to comeback mm -hmm. to finish. So, but yeah, in, in this... in this, It goes, a di it goes it, differently than it, it should. Goes, it goes a bit differently. So, they go from the heat to another hope spot. Which is Yajirobe cutting off the Gohan, tail. or cutting off Vegeta's tail, and then Gohan becoming a great, ape himself. a great ape himself, and then we go to the finish. Yeah, where he gets fucking crushed. Yeah, where he gets crushed. Yeah, so Gohan, of course, loses his tail after Vegeta cuts it off because he transforms, and Big Monkey Kid fucking crushes Vegeta under his big monkey body. Yeah. And Vegeta's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm dipping out. Pretty this much. shit's stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Now, now, granted, you can look at this and say, if you look at this fight as Goku versus Vegeta, Vegeta won. Oh, Goku definitively lost this fight. Oh, he fight. lost this fight. Like, Goku, he did not win. Goku did not win. No, he lost. No, yeah, Goku lost. Goku lost. Gohan won. Goku lost the moment his legs were crushed. Gohan won. Yeah. He was incapacitated. He could not help, really. The only thing he could do was give up his key, which, I mean... Should the the, spirit, the spirit bomb was a hope spot that didn't pan out. Pretty much. I mean, we skipped over that, but still. It was just, a, it was just another hope spot into it, it, another hope spot. It was spot. a false finish. Yeah. It was hope spot into hope spot into false finish into the finish. Yeah. Now, if you want to look at something a bit more traditional in the sense of the booking of a pro wrestling match, I would look at... Gara versus Rock Lee from Naruto. Yes. Because this one goes down almost exactly the way a pro wrestling match would go. Pretty much, yeah. So, of course, you have Rock Lee, who's been built as this big, powerful face, real good guy, real strong, real fast, really fast. Really fast. And then you have his opponent... This monster heel bad guy hates everybody. The dude that we know has murdered people. Gara. He's already murdered people in the series. So, yeah. Yeah, he's killed people. Yeah. 
So of course we have this fight, and you know they do a little bit of a little feeling out process here and there, doing some things back and forth. Lee trying to get through Gar's defense, and Gar trying to keep up with Lee, of course, because he's so goddamn fast. Yeah. And eventually, you know, we get the feeling out process, get some shine from Lee's. You know, he gets a little thing here and there, right. here and there, and of course Gar cuts him off, sends him fucking back, and then we get the moment where Lee drops the weights. Yeah. Little did we know. Rockley was wearing super heavy weights Just underneath his leg warmers. Incredibly heavy. So, so heavy they broke the floor when he dropped them. Yeah. They broke the floor. So now this dude's unleashed. Now we get another shine. So then we have him going crazy, going dumb, going stupid, beating the shit out of Gara, letting everyone know that he's that guy. Of course. And then we get to this big false finish. Turns out the heel is more powerful than we thought. Yeah. And then the heel gets his heat. He starts fucking on this guy. He starts dicking on this guy. We get one more hope spot from Lee. But then it turns into his fucking body getting crushed into the finish hope by the spot, heel. Cut off. Finish. Yep. And that's how it goes. He got a little warm up. Some shine. A cut off. More shine. The heat. Hope spot, heat, hope spot, finish. Yeah. Real simple, cut and dry. That's a goddamn pro wrestling match. Pretty much. And then, um, I mean, yeah, we technically had the finish, but that match ended in a... I mean... Uh... No, or DQ, I guess. A disqualification? Yeah, it ended Why, because of, of the excessive force? No, because all of the Jonin jumped in. Ah. He was going to... Oh, yeah, because he was going to... Gonna, yeah, he was going to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reverse the decision, kid. But don't. Yeah. So, I mean, Gara definitely did definitively win that match, but if it were pro wrestling, yeah. Probably would have overturned it, but that doesn't matter because you know what? In the in the modern world of pro wrestling, as BG James once said, wins and losses don't matter. Yeah, he did say that when he was the Booker of SmackDown. Yep, he was like, "Yeah, that shit don't matter. Who fucking cares?" Those care. Are words that he put out over the internet for everybody to read. Yeah. And speaking of SmackDown, crazy segue. Super convenient. I'm so smart. I'm a great host. For this week's Blast from the Past Brother segment, we watched the July 7th, 2005, great year, episode of WWE SmackDown. So this was actually a day before my seventh birthday. It aired a day before my seventh birthday. Yeah, and this I was four when this happened. Uh, this, I'm just going to preface this now by saying that this episode of SmackDown was incredibly racist. Oh, yeah. They, Super they, ultra racist episode of SmackDown. They did not hold back anything. I'm honestly surprised we found this on Peacock. Honestly. So, we have the cold open, which is a recap of John Cena's arrival to Raw, which leads to a big match on SmackDown later on to determine a new world champion. Big <laughs> X-Division shootout match with... Chris Benoit, Booker T, The Undertaker, Muhammad Hassan, JBL, and Christian. 
uh, in the end, JBL wins the match, but Teddy Long informs him that a new world champion won't be needed because holla, 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 player, we just signed Batista. Yes. That's awesome. We immediately, there's no show intro or nothing. We just cut immediately to the ring. Yeah. JBL in the ring, pissing and moaning, whining and complaining about bullshit. Yeah, he's cutting a promo saying that he, you know, he was in this 45-minute grueling match, and he's upset that it was only for a number one contendership spot. Yeah, so, you know, he's all upset. He compares what happened to him to the Montreal screw job, because of course he did. Uh, JBL then notes that at the Great American Bash, he's going to defeat Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. And during his promo, his music hits, and a limo comes through, and the chauffeur uh, opens the back door, and out comes the Blue World Order. Yes, sir. We had Stevie Richards, the Blue Meanie, and a third dude whose name is escaping me. Nova. Nova. They're all out there dressed goofy as shit. Yeah. All making fun of JBL. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Richards with his hoarse, shitty voice. He he sounds sick. He does sound sick, but so did JBL. Uh, JBL calls him a bunch of imitating wrestlers, imitating wrestlers. Super trash bag wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, So Steve Richards introduces his friend, John Blue Lamefield, the Blue Meanie. And of course, all of this is because of what happened with JBL and the Blue Meanie at the One Night Stand pay-per-view in June. Yeah, when JBL... I mean, everybody knows what happened. JBL fucking fucked on him. Yeah, he shot, shoot, punched the... He beat the... He shoot, punch, beat the shit out of fucking yeah, Blue Meanie just, for no reason. Yeah, he fucked on him. I mean, because he, he said some mean words on the internet. Uh, yeah, and he was drunk. Yeah, so. sounds right. I mean, you, I mean, during that pay-per-view, you could see him drinking. Yeah, he had beers in his hand. He did have beers. So all that shit, Stevie talks a bunch of shit, and then the Blue Mini challenges JBL to a match so he can kick his ass tonight. I want you tonight, son. Yeah, so after that, they show a little gimmick on the screen, uh, a graphic. Yeah, a match graphic. Match match graphic, and it shows that it's going to be... Batista versus Christian for the World Heavyweight Championship tonight, and it'll also be Chris Benoit versus Booker T. Did they say that was for the world title? I don't think they did. Did they? No, it's no, it just a regular match. Well, I could have sworn they did. No, it was just a regular match. Yeah, I guess so. So, we have Booker T versus Chris Benoit, a number one contenders match for the U.S. title. This episode of SmackDown is brought to you by The Island, which is a, a movie coming out around the time, uh, Subway, and the United States Army. John Cena saluting super hard right now. He's going... So the two of them trading holds in the early goings. Uh, Benoit is in firm control, doing lariats and suplexes, doing Benoit shit. Uh, Booker starts to fight back, but Benoit is very persistent. That could be taken in horrible context. Uh, For the most part, it's a back-and-forth match. Yeah, they're pretty even. Yeah, there's really they're both no doing man. shit. Yeah, there's no man that really gets the offense on one another too long until Booker hangs up, until Booker snaps Benoit off of the rope, off the top rope, and he. It's an arm. Oh, yeah, story. it's a story of the arm. He's working his arm now. Yeah, it does some arm shit. Uh, 
eventually Booker manages to get the momentum a bit more in his favor. Hits a uh, super kick. Benoit kicks out at two. Goes for a scissors kick, but a Benoit avoids it. Booker continues on the offense until Benoit goes behind for the three Germans. Benoit calls for the end. You know, there's a little the neck rake. He's going to take this man out with a flying headbutt, but Booker cuts him off the top for a superplex. Uh, crawls onto Benoit for a two count. Cross arm bar, but Benoit's feet land on the ropes when he turns him out. And then Benoit locks in the cross face, and Booker taps out pretty quick. Yeah. To be named number one contender to meet Orlando Jordan at the Great American Bash for the United States Championship. So the whole match, like I said, the story was Booker working on Benoit's arm. I mean, there were a lot of fucking arm bars and arm locks and <laughs> arm work. Shit. Yeah, and arm work. And it meant not as he got just chopped down and fucking tapped immediately. Like literally, I remember notating the fact that Booker was doing arm work and I look up and he gets chopped down and is tapping. I'm like, well, GG. Yeah, it's all for nothing. All right. And then we cut to a promo backstage, or promo package, my bad. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's at the park with young Dominic Mysterio, talking about telling uh, Dom bedtime stories that he will never, ever forget again. Yeah. Then uh, Eddie and Ray are in the ring. For some reason, I don't know why, Ray is wearing MMA gloves. Doesn't even lay a hand on this guy, so I don't know what he was doing. It's just feeling crazy. Yeah, I guess so. Why not? Ray confronts Eddie in his locker room uh, after the promo package. There's a tag team championship match, and Eddie wants Ray to be his partner tonight. Ray wants absolutely nothing to fucking do with this. Yeah, he absolutely does not want to be Eddie's partner. He just has he wants none of it. He wants nothing to do with Eddie Guerrero, honestly. He no, wants nothing honestly, to do with him. Yeah. Uh, Eddie but, threatens to reveal a big secret. Yeah. The two of them are keeping. So he not only threatens that, but he's real salty. He says, you know, you've only beaten me five straight times in a row. Who else would I choose to be my partner? And then that's when he says, well, you cannot go to the ring, but if you don't, then I'll go out and tell everybody your secret or our secret. Yeah, you know that secret that you don't want Dominic knowing? Yeah. That secret? Yeah. That secret. And then we cut to Muhammad Hassan. He's in Teddy Long's office complaining about not having the World Heavyweight Championship match at the Great American Bash. He demands justice. Uh, Teddy Long tells him tells him what? A number one contenders match at the Great American Bash. Muhammad Hassan is going one-on-one on one with The Undertaker. Davari gets super upset about this. Starts speaking in, in a language that Teddy does not speak. Yes, that's what he said. So I don't speak that language, player. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Tonight... I'll get you one-on-one -on -one with The Undertaker. Yeah, he got it twice in the same segment. Got her twice. Man, they were shook. And then we move on to JBL versus the Blue Meanie in a no-disqualifications match. This match sucked. Um, there was It's not until the end. There was pretty much no point where Blue Meanie got in any offense. Oh, no, he was the ass kick. End. Yeah, from the get-go. He got his ass kicked. JBL just fucking clattered, just fucking clobbers and clatters him. It's it's really fucked up. You know, they go outside, they start brawling. They just, JBL's fucking on them. He, they start, or the BWO kind of get involved. And, and he beats their asses. And he beats their asses. <laughs> he I mean, beats he them hits, up. He hits Nova with a fucking ripcord clothesline <clears throat> from hell. I mean, it was really 
fucking something. And the, everybody knows that, wants to know, that the whole purpose of this match is the finish. It's a big receipt. This yeah, whole it, match it's is a receipt. receipt. So, you know, JBL in this match is, for all intents and purposes, because we were watching fairly closely, he was working pretty light. JBL was working fairly light in this match. Probably because he knew damn well that he was in trouble and this match was his punishment. But that did not matter. Because as Meanie is getting his ass kicked and as some shenanigans and chicanery happen, Steven Richards comes through and just fucking, oh my, he rattled this man's brain. With I mean, yeah, shot. he busted his shit. And I'm genuinely surprised that they even showed it. Yeah, they fuck, he clobbered this dude. Of all the chair. things that we've watched on the <clears throat> network and on Peacock before, and considering I'm now putting this out into the ether, I'm sure it's going to be chopped to hell. But they showed this chair shot in its entirety. He just fucking crushed them. Clocked them, just creamed them. It was right on bad. the top of his head. Right on the top of his head. <clears throat> busted open immediately. Gooshing, Im- gooshing immediately. And he looked, he looked out of it. I mean, he looked concussed. From everybody know, I mean, everybody knows that this is, you know, the shot that gave him a concussion. This is it. This fucked JBL. Yeah, this, this. Yeah, they crushed him. So after that, there was some. Um, Meanie hits a DDT. Meanie hits a DDT. And then Meanie a top rope moonsault for a two. Yeah. Because of course JBL can't simply lose. Of course. Bunch of outside horse shit. And then eventually Apollo comes in and kills... Uh, did I say Apollo? I meant Batista. How dare you? Comes in and kills JBL so Blue Meanie can win. No one can tell... Dude, no one can tell me that Batista and Apollo ain't like secretly brothers. Have you seen them? They wear the same trunks. I mean, you... Recall, they have the same stummy tattoo. I know you recall the conversation we had off pod. Apollo just doesn't <laughs> have that kind of sauce. He just doesn't have it. It's just... It's that's because TNA couldn't afford that type of sauce. I guess not even. Batista just had this intangible that Apollo did. He just what are yeah, they he was the business? bigger. What do they say in the business? He just had it. It. He yeah. had the it factor. Apollo. Apollo. Apollo did not. You know who also had the it factor? Bobby Roode. That is true. He was the it factor until he didn't and wasn't. Oh, damn it. Something about the against the grain. Grain, grain. Yeah. It's gonna rain. Off the chain. Yeah. Speaking of off the chain, we have Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero versus Eminem for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y. Uh, uh, it felt so great. It felt amazing. Yeah, so, of course, the Tag Team Champions come up first, as they should, of course. Uh, Melina was rubbing those championships hanging from Nitro Mercury's dicks, just rubbing on them, just rubbing and real, tugging, real tugging and rubbing. Yeah, she was giving them some love. Yeah, uh, Ray comes out extremely upset. No pyro, no launch pad, all frowns, all frowns. Not happy. He was, bro. He's like, this Eddie dude sucks, and I hate him. Uh, Ray hits a hammer throw on Joey Mercury because yes, he can. He threw that fucker into the corner so good I'm already bumped. I was like, what the fuck? Why is Ray bumping Joey Mercury like this? He's like one and a half times his size. What's going on here? So this was a really, I'm not going to say nothing happened in match. 
No, it had a lot happening. It had a lot, it had a lot of not good happening. But yeah, it had a lot of not good happening. So this match was not... Alright, so fuck the tag team champions, pretty much. Was First, the whole, yeah, that was a whole that precious was the whole match. Fuck them. Match. So, Our tag champions, they suck. This whole, this whole match was just to get the story of Eddie and Ray moving and trucking along. So, at one point, the tag team champions get completely jobbed out by Eddie. After building some heat on Ray, he knocks Nitro off the apron, and then he... Does the three amigos onto Mercury, knocks Nitro off apron again, and then he hits a frog splash onto Mercury. One, two, lifts his head up. Gets so he him, beat him. He beat him. Gets him in a front face lock, demands that Ray tags him. And then Ray, Ray, you know, is... is reluctant. Reluctant. Doesn't want to get in the ring. He doesn't want to get in the ring, and he's starting to do some shit. He gets cut off, and they build a lot of heat on him. At one point, Eddie goes out and fucking just kicks his feet up on a chair... While sitting in a very comfortable looking chair. Oh yeah, it was one fucking pageant and shit. Well, okay. Well, first, before he did that, there was a point where Ray um was gonna go for a six one nine on Joey Mercury, mm. but Eddie, being on the side of the ring where Ray hits the ropes, he grabbed him by the face and fucking force bumped him, then he got the chair. Super yeah. comfy timekeeper's chair. Yeah. It's another chair after rest his feet, just watch the match, just talking his shit. Just talking his shit. Yeah, so he kicks he kicks his feet up. And then Ray is just, there's a lot of heat being put on him until he eventually makes a comeback. Another comeback. He's the all ultimate underdog. Himself. Like, complete, complete comeback. Like, he gets all his shit in. He gets a super duper fake looking satellite uh, head scissor takedown. And, and he hits a 619. He hits the 619. And a splash that looked like it fucking concussed Nitro. Goes for or the not pen, a splash, it was a leg, leg drop. drop. And he goes to the pin, one, two, Eddie breaks it up. And then they still can't put Ray away. Like they, Yeah, they still can't do it. So so now So now Eddie has vis has pretty much visually pinned Mercury and Ray pretty much just visually pinned Nitro. Yeah. Which granted, I understand that. Yeah. But these are your world tag team or no, they're not the World Tag Team. No, they're, they're the WWE, WWE Tag, tag Team Champions. champions. Yes. These are the Tag Team Champions of the company. Yeah, they not the world. The, they represent the this company. company. Yeah. This company that I love and I live and I'm... No, no, no. no. Oh, well, gotcha. I, I don't know about the Fed, but... True. It's the business that I love. It's my heart that I love. Myself. Yeah, so basically, they jabronied their Tag Champions for the sake of this storyline. Yeah, so that was uh, harmful. Very much so. And I don't really understand why they did it. So after... Eddie breaks up the pin. He just starts. He just leaves him again to die. Yeah, he, he just leaves him again to die. Ray starts doing some more shit. Then he has to beat Ray more. And, and then, then he, a, and then he takes a snapshot from the tag he champions. Takes a snapshot while Eddie's kicking his feet up on the ropes, and then he gets pinned. pinned. Uh, Nitro or well, Eminem are still your champs. Yeah, the naturals with personality. Yeah, pretty much. And then after that. Ray gets up very quickly, just like no cells, they're finished pretty much. What do you mean? He was struggling to get on his feet. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was stumbling all over the fucking place. I think sure. he was drunk. Sure. So he gets on his feet pretty quickly, and he looks completely fine. He looks like he didn't just gather all the heat in this match while Eddie is huffing and puffing. Yeah, literally, Eddie was drenched in sweat, and Ray looked pretty fresh. Yeah. Ray looked like he didn't... Ray looked like he could have worked two more matches. And... Yeah, Eddie was dying. 
So that was not fun. And Eddie is just saying, you know, same old shtick. I'll tell these people you don't want them to know our secret. And then he demands that Ray holds the rope for him while they leave. Well, yeah, because when when Ray got to his feet, he has fists clenched. And you want, and you can tell he clearly wanted to beat the shit out of Eddie. And he's like, if you hit me, Ray, if you hit me, hit me, brother. But if you hit me, I'm going to tell these people. Yeah. I'm going to tell these people that I'm your son's daddy. That doesn't actually say that, but, you know, in hindsight, we know. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, you know, hold the ropes open for me. And then he was like, well, Dominic would want Uncle Eddie to hold the, or he would hold the ropes open for Uncle Eddie. And then Ray does, and they leave. Yeah, it concedes to him. Eddie walks off, and Ray just chills in the ring, sad. Yeah. And then we have the Raw Rebound, presented by Raw Magazine. Uh, we have a recap of a match from what I presume is, I don't know, maybe last week or something? Maybe last Monday? Uh, we have Kurt Angle and Carlito versus Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. Uh, they super cut through the entire match on a spots and whatever. And they get to the part where Sean and Hogan win. They pose around the ring. Yeah, brother, I'm posing for the people. Can I hear you on this side? Yeah, doing the fucking doing ear, the ear thing. Doing the front double biceps. And yeah, yeah. Hogan brother, turns brother. around one time, catches the fucking brother. stupor kick. Yep. Gets his face kicked clean off by Shawn Michaels. And I guess it's meant to be a heel turn, but honestly, it's Shawn Michaels. So I just don't believe it. Yeah, well, Hogan didn't want a two babyface match. So he was like, oh, it's work for me, brother. Couldn't just simply do like a, a legend versus legend deal. No, no, no. Couldn't do that. No. And immediately after this feud was over, Michaels became babyface again. The next night, he got a babyface promo. I love these people. These people that I love in this business that I love and I live and I live in these people that I live with. I live with these people. Hulk Hogan left, but I'm still here. I live with you in the parking lot. True. Especially after I lose all my money in the, in the crash of 08. But JBL's got me, so it's cool. That is, that's also true. And then we have Christians backstage with some random interview guy, Mr. Common Tater. Yeah. Uh, he talks about being a born main event superstar. He's also in a group of big names, like, I don't know, fucking John Cena, Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Angle. Shawn Michaels. Starts listing off names. Just starts listing off names. He's just name dropping dudes. He says he's main evented Raw and SmackDown on the same week. Because he is the main event, and he says it tonight. Yeah, he says he's the first person to ever do that, which I would assume he means post-brand split, because I, I can't imagine that The Rock or Austin didn't do that. Sure, I'm sure that's what he means. Or Hunter. But he says, tonight, in the main event, he's going to be victorious against... Victi- he's going to be victorious yes. against Batista. Yes. Bitch. Yeah. Boop that out. There's a lot of swearing on the show. A lot of racism and a lot of swearing. Yeah. Speaking of racism, oh man, we have Matt Morgan with big, his stuttering gimmick, big construction guy. Yeah, you can tell he likes construction. He likes looking at blueprints. Yes, and he likes reducing his carbon emissions. Yeah, his carbon footprint, if you will. Yes, and uh, then we have a debuting on SmackDown, William Regal. Well, a terrible theme. Terrible theme. Uh, as he's coming out, the Mexicals just immediately interrupt coming out three deep on a lawnmower. Yes. Looking ready to assault tricked all, out. a filthy white boy gringo in the ring. Tricked out lawnmower, yes. Ready to assault both these gringos. Ready well, to... well, just one of them. The bigger one. Yeah, the, the other, I mean, the English guy just kind of watches. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, the Mexicals hit the ring, beat the dog shit out of Matt Moore. Like, fuck this white guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they beat him with a fucking rake and other lawn equipment. Yeah. Uh, Regal's watching, just kind of enjoying this. Uh, they kick Morgan out of the ring. They get a mic. This segment's incredibly racist. It, oh, man. Super racist. Oh, man. One of them, I don't remember who said it. It was uh, Juice. Hoovy. Was it Hoovy? The, the, the fucking your ass is grass? Oh, no, that was Psychosis. Yeah, so Psychosis fucking says, Your ass is grass, and we're the lawn mowers. And then, and then Super Crazy, of course, hits him with the, We're not Mexicans. Pause. Let's it air out. We're Mexicans. <laughs> well, brother, you're, you're missing the most important and racist part of this whole segment. Mm. The part where Hoovy is cutting the promo and he says, we don't care if you're African. We don't care if you're American. We don't care if you're English. We don't, we care, don't care if you're Japanese. Japanese. And as soon as he says that, both super cool or super crazy and psychosis, but they pull his they eyes, pull his eyes and slant them. And yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Can't believe you forgot that part. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, but this entire segment was incredibly ultra mega super ultra hyper incredibly mega racist. Yeah, it was really bad. So and that wasn't even the most racist thing to happen on this show. No, not even not. close. So then speaking of racist, we have Muhammad Hassan in the locker room with Davari. <clears throat> so yeah, he says that you know he that Davari is looking at this all wrong. Davari has to look at this as he, he's taking a, a great sacrifice. He has a role to play. He has a role to play. He has to know his role. Yeah, pretty much. And Davari is trying to dispute this. He doesn't want to do it. He really doesn't want to do it. And then Hassan whispers something into his ear. Probably something sinister. Something super evil. He's going to bomb the Undertaker. He's going to plant a bomb yeah. Underneath the ring steps for when he does the fucking... Yeah. Something like that, yeah. So something <laughs> something sinister. Something evil. And so then we go to commercial. And we come back and we have Davari. An alien, an alien. Yeah, so super, we have super Davari with Muhammad Hassan versus The Undertaker. Of course, we get to the entrances. Uh, the bell rings. Davari immediately patters out. And Hassan throws that pussy's ass right back. He's like, get the fuck, get the yeah. fuck in there. You need to die. Yeah. Undertaker goozles Davari, hits a choke slam, then a tombstone for the win. Quick match. Love to see it. Yeah, he did everything while looking at Hassan. Yeah, he did all of it, just staring at him. Yeah, so Hassan goes up to the ramp, drops to his knees, and praises the sky. He's, he's smiling. He's, he's happy. He's smiling, and he starts laughing. And commentary is like, what is, what is he, he so happy why about? Why is he, why is he, why is he laughing? Why is he laughing? And then five not terrorists. Not terrorists. Not, not balaclava no, clad, no, 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 no. black shirt, camo pants, no, no, no. combat mm -hmm. boots, men. One of them with a piano wire. And uh, another with a baton. But some not terrorists come in the ring. Beat up on And they start assaulting, or sorry, they start attacking the undertaker they start beating him up they start yes. they start mugging him they start they're mugging, mugging him. him one guy you know hits him with the baton and they all start they all start just fucking stomping him, him out with their combat boots yeah with their combat boots and then one dude has the piano wire and 
chokes the Undertaker. As if he meant to... Oh, uh, no, he didn't mean to kill him or nothing. He no, didn't mean no, to no. behead this guy with a no, piano. No, 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 He didn't mean to, like, murder him. He was just choking him. No, no, no. He was just choking him. It was just the friendly kind of choking. He was like, hey, man. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Choke. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's all it was. Yeah, so they choke out the Undertaker, who takes fucking forever to pass out. <laughs> yeah. Hassan then walks in the move he invented, the camel clutch. Yes. He invented that shit. Yes, he did. Uh, Hassan then instructs the not terrorist to carry Davari like a martyr to the back. Yes. Above their heads in a Christ-like position, or whatever the equivalent would be. I'm not versed in the Quran or whatever. Anyways, then we move on to the main event, where we have Christian Cage... Christian versus Batista. And of course, Batista comes out second. Big bad motherfucker Batista. His pyro be pyroing. Well, He's doing the machine guns. Championship matters. Unlike the tag ones. Damn right. He's coming out crazy. He walked four miles in a pit of danger. Yes. Only four. And then he swallowed down a thousand years of anger. Yeah. He went on like an hour long walk. Yeah, I was on there for about an hour. I don't know what the, the big deal is. You know, I think everyone's mishearing it. It's not, you know, he didn't walk for miles. He walked four miles. In a pit of danger. All right. And then swallowed down a thousand years of anger. Yeah, he's only been there for like an hour. Fun. Yeah, I mean, he was chilling. He was cooling. All right. And so <laughs> they tie up. Batista throws Christian around like he's nothing. Yeah. Uh, Batista dominates the pace going to the commercial. We come back to Christian on the top rope. Intercepted by Batista with a knee. Yep. Uh, Cole then asks Batista for his scouting report on Batista. He asks him. Oh, he, he asked Taz. Yeah, yeah, he asked Taz. Yeah. He asked Taz, what would you do to defeat Batista? What does Taz... It's a one-word response. What does he say? Retire. He's and, and he says, I mean, shit, he meant it. He meant it, yeah. He's like, I would just retire. Yeah, retire. Like, yeah, he said, I don't know how you would fight this guy. Let me ask you a question, Parker. Give me a scouting report. If you wanted to try to beat Batista, what would you do? Retire. I'm serious. I don't know what you do against this guy. I mean, he's, I mean that's smart. Wrestle at your pace. Christian leaving the ring, cutting up the momentum off. I mean, that, that could... I don't know. Christian rolls out, tries to get the stairs with Batista, puts a stop to that. Christian manages to post Batista with a reversal as he was about to get driven into it himself. Then uh, a drop toe hold sends Batista into the bottom long step. Batista struggles into the ring and Christian hits a rope hung DDT. Randy Orton went crazy seeing that shit. He said, mm, bet. Yeah, I know he's going to steal that shit, yeah. Bet. Uh, so after that, Christian gets a bunch of rest holds. Starts hyping himself up. He's feeling, feeling crazy, bro. Yeah, he's feeling crazy. Uh, Doing good. So tied himself up. Christian goes feeling prettier. Batista reverses it into an electric chair for a double down. Rest starts counting. Batista almost doesn't make the 10 count after Christian reaches his feet. But then he catches fire. Yep. And he starts going crazy on Christian. Hitting moves and shit. Doing Just Batista shit. Does his whole comebacks. Hits yep. a spine buster into a Batista bomb for the one, two, three. And then immediately after the match, Orlando Jordan and JBL attack. Yeah. Al goes awry when uh, Batista... Gets rid of JBL, who still looks like absolute shit. He's yeah, still got blood on his face. Yeah, I don't know why he was out there, honestly. He was all fucked up and shit. So then he hits Orlando Jordan with a spine buster and a fucking power bomb. Kills him. Yeah. Big Dave going out on top. JBL looks like shit. And that's the end 
of the July 7th, 2005 episode of WWE SmackDown. That was a fun show full of fucked up shit. Yes, it was. I didn't expect racist. We only watched it for one reason, and then it ended up being more fucked up than we expected. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, we love when the Fed is just fucked. Yeah. Might have to search out some more fucked episodes, some cursed episodes of WWE TV. I mean, we've talked about it, so we might we just may have to. Yeah, I mean, honestly, see, the thing is, is that context makes that Muhammad Hassan thing even worse. So much because worse. of what happens three days later. So and much worse. You can look it up if you need to know. So much worse. But like, if that hadn't happened, none of what happened later would have happened. Mm-hmm. Super unfortunate timing, and it also ruined a guy's career. Yeah. How do you come back from being the terrorist guy? Literally, how do you come back from that? The Italian guy who was more who was made to play an Arab. Now he's a principal somewhere. I think in Jersey. And now he's in a video game. They put him in a a wrestling code. Yeah, they did. He is in it. So I think that's it for us. Yeah. And uh, this has been the Taking Liberties Processing Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Pod. Of course, find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pod. Any support is highly appreciated, never required, always thankful for all your wonderful people. And don't forget those Apple reviews. Go ahead right now. Go do those Apple reviews right now. Go ahead and do it right now. I'm sure you've enjoyed this episode, so you can simply let us know how you felt. We'll read it next week, no matter what you say. Yeah. And, uh... This has been episode 25. 25. 25. We're a quarter way to 100. Yeah, pretty crazy. 25 episodes deep of the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. We'll see you next week. See you later. See you guys. Goodbye.